Hi, I'm Allison Robertson, and this week on Hold the Drama, we are sitting down with stylist Art Kahn. Art has styled on several hit shows, including American Idol, Top Chef, Shark Tank, and X Factor USA. He is currently styling Rebecca Romaine on the hit show Skin Wars, as well as her television, press, and red carpet appearances. Hearing what Art has to say about styling people based on personality and how he can be creative in pulling in looks that will lend to a theme only made it more clear just how much goes into creating anything that we see on our television or the big screen. So if you're wondering how celebrities always look so fabulous, stay tuned. This is the episode you should listen to. Hi, Art. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, a fashion stylist. I have so many questions. Oh, my. And they're okay. probably all personal, but I'll wait till Go after it. it's over. <laughs> so starting off, can you tell me how you hold the drama? In my life in or your, in my career? Both, please. How do I hold the drama? That's a good question. Um, I just don't buy into it. I don't know. Like, I just... I made a commitment to myself when I started my career that mm-hmm. I knew that there were aspects of my job that could be very dramatic. Uh-huh. And I've just chosen to not to avoid it and make it not a part of my routine at all. And I just well, and I think it's also the key for me has been the people I surround myself with. Mm. Like I won't hire assistants or I won't work with people that to me are dramatic. Right. Which you will cut it tend out. to eliminate the drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way you relax? Is there anything you do like for yourself, yourself personally? We've had people um, say like they go to Disneyland or they like to drink a bottle of wine or they meditate. I'm trying to think. You know what? This is crazy, but you know what? For me, I love... I mean, this is not crazy, but I watch bad TV and I like watching like Judge Judy. Oh Ooh. my God. If she's listening... <laughs> I'm a big fan. But, like, it just is mindless, and I love watching, like, somebody else tell other people how to get their shit together. You know what I mean? And, like, I just, like, watch... It just makes me feel like, okay, the world is okay. Yeah, I agree. It's mindless. Like, a lot of people are, like, the housewives. I'm not that. Well, I think that's why reality TV has a place, as much as we all don't maybe care for it, but it's that exact, like, guilty, I don't have to think about it, I just get to absorb. Right. And hope yeah. your brain doesn't melt. Like when I think, when I go, like there'll be times at work where it's really a long day and I'm like, I have five episodes of Judge Judy recorded at home. <laughs> I can't wait to get out the door and just take my shoes off and chill and watch. Judge this Judy. Terrible, I love it. No, it does. It doesn't sound terrible true. at all. Okay. So tell me, how did you get into the business? How did you get into your field? I got into my field um, in a really somewhat strange way like i was working retail for many years i moved out here was going to be an actor from where from ohio oh and um went on an audition that tended to be it was just really really bad and i knew that that was not going to be the path for me i wasn't going to be able to really handle criticism and i just it wasn't for me and so i started working retail because bills still got to be paid and rent's Mm got to be paid and uh I was kind of put in charge of working with uh, celebrities and stylists, which at the time I was like, what's a a stylist? Like they would come in and I'd be like, (laughs) I'd ask them all these questions. Like, wait, you get paid to dress? Like, I don't, never heard of that. This is crazy. And so they would start to tell me all about the field. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them would get to the point where they would trust me. They would call me and say, 
I remember one in particular, she called and she's like, okay, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's wearing this yellow, beautiful dress to this event. Can you send me over? I'm going to send a messenger. Can you send over some shoes you think will work with it? And in my head, I'm like, isn't that your job is to come in here? But <laughs> she was like, yeah, I really trust you. You have a good eye, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I remember, you know, and occasionally they would all tell me, like, you really should think about getting into this field. You're pretty, you have a good eye and good, you have good taste. And I remember one stylist in particular, he had two assistants and he came in one day and he was really um, upset. And he was like, my one assistant is going into rehab and my other assistant's having a baby. <laughs> oh I need some help. Do you want to help me? And I was like, mm, okay, what have I got to lose? So I started helping him and I, it never stopped. Uh, I, it never ended. So. And how long have you been? Oh my God. Um, that was 2001. So 17 years. Wow. Yeah. And, you never ha- were you into fashion? Did like I mean, yeah, I'm a gay man. Like I loved, you know, I loved, I loved pretty girls and pretty dresses, and I loved fashion, and I loved. I mean, growing up, my mom, I, I always tell her I'm like she was a fashionista, and she didn't know it. Like she was just she. Glam- I was always glamorous? really into like not even so much glamorous, just always put together. Mm-hmm. And so I just always really appreciated that. Um. Yeah, and I I didn't even know that that career kind of or that career path existed. And then when I found out, I'm like, I can get paid to make people look pretty. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. So I'll do it. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now, like what you do, what your job is, or what sure. you're what what's going on for you now? Um, I am lucky because I have a I have the best of all worlds, and that I have. A lot of celebrity clients. Mm-hmm. And so my life depends on their career as far as what they've booked or if they're doing press for a certain project or red carpet for this or that. And so the, a lot of them will reach out to me mm-hmm. um, and I will work with them. And then just to keep myself creatively going, I do a lot of TV shows, um, which is always, you know, fun and Scripted reality, what? Mostly reality. I just mm-hmm. did a scripted series last year, which debuts next week. I think Heather's the the remake oh, yeah. of Heather's. Okay, I worked on that show. Uh huh. Um, that was my first real scripted. Can you tell me a little bit? Is there a difference between scripted and reality oh, TV for you? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, tell oh, me. Oh God, yeah. Well, reality tends to take place linearly, like mm-hmm. a. That's the right word, yep. or I can pronounce it properly. It's the word I'd use. It's more, yeah, and most of my shows have been live and they're competition shows. So, like, I did American Idol for, I think, seven years. That is live. Like, right. And there's, there's, you don't have to worry about continuity. You don't have to worry about, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. Right. And then um, scripted is, it, it's different because you are... It's similar in the sense you are building a character and it's actual actors playing a character where as opposed to real life people, you're creating a pop star who's kind of a character. So but, you're, it's more, uh, would you say reality is more personality driven and so you're, you're dressing yes, the person more yes. than, so, and this is you're creating a character part of a story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you tend to listen a little more on the reality side. You tend to listen to the artist more ah, as opposed it. to director. Understood. scripted where they have a concept for this character and this is how they want this person 
you know, she's playing a bitch. We want her to look like, the, you can't dress her like she's going to church. She's playing, you know, you've got to be in that world. Yeah. Uh, do you like one over the other? Um, I mean, clearly I like reality. Mm-hmm. I do. I like the reality competition world. Um, I, I have to say, I was a huge American Idol fan for the beginning stages of it. And I always remember when I perceived a stylist came into their mm, world, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden they just changed. Do you, can you talk to me about, about that? Is that, is my perception right? Or were you there all the well, time? Or when is the moment that you're like, okay, here, here comes the team. I think during the really early audition times, mm-hmm. they were kind of on their own. We would help them and we would, we would not, we would pull from their closet, so to speak, or whatever they had in their luggage usually was the case, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, clearly when they made it to like whatever it was that year, like whether it was the top 12 or the top mm-hmm. 10, we were definitely full throttle. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as with anybody, you can't go day to night. Like people freak out. Yeah, I bet. So, what you would see every week was that gradual, but mm-hmm. it was very much that. <coughs> Excuse me. Do they are they into it? Do they resist you? I mean, I'm sure everybody's different, but I would say 99 out of 100 times they are in heaven. Oh, I bet they I get be. off of the bus from Oklahoma, <laughs> and there's someone standing there going, "I'm going to do your hair, what? and I'm going to do your makeup, and I'm going to do your wardrobe," and they're like, "Yeah," you know, like mostly, but also. It's hard because it messes with how they perceive themselves a lot of the time. Like, we would tell have to, t- well, we would tell them, like, I remember Taylor Hicks, for example. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the winner of season yep. five. His idea of what looked good on him, we would argue. And I would say, that doesn't look good on you, Taylor. You're He's just comfortable with it. And I'm like, you're comfortable and you think that this works, but it doesn't look good on you. And I, and I made a deal with him and I said, Okay, next episode, this is what you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. And I want you to rewatch it tonight after the show, and I want your feedback. And he did. He wore it. He rewatched it back. He called me the next day. He was like, yeah, no, we ne- I need you bad. Look, it, <laughs> he I, was able to see So, it. like, a lot of it, for example, I don't know if you remember that season, but a lot of people were like, oh, he lost so much weight. Yes. He didn't. He just wore clothes that fit oh him. Oh, God. Like, I he did. did probably lose a little, but, right. like, a lot of it was not wearing shirts that are cut like a box. You right. know, like, it, a lot of people see that change, and they're, oh, they've lost weight, or they're, no, we're just making them wear clothes that fit them. And looks great on and them. And look good it's, on them. That's appropriate. Yeah. So do you create their image? Do you feel I mean, I you're enhancing so, yeah. it and their brand? Like. Do you, Definitely. Do you feel, yeah. Can you talk to me about people's brands and your influence? Well, I think it's changed a lot. Like when I started, there was no Instagram and social right. media, and there was no even the concept of the word brand. We never used that word. That was never our word. We would say image a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time that I think that I heavily, I, even at American Idol, I think so much was changing. Um. As far as, like, country singers didn't always have to look so country. You know what I mean? And, like, rock stars were dressing a little different. So we could play with it and toy with it. And um, Do do you feel with the influence of social media now, 
your job has become even more important because it's not just one medium that you're having people that you're styling. So they're not just on TV. They're on TV. Yes. It's repeated over. Well, I think it depends as the artist how you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my celebrity clients, if you go to their personal Instagram page, it's them on the beach with their kids or with their dogs at, taking a walk in Runyon. You know, like a lot of them don't. But then there are the girls who will have hair and makeup just to go to Gelson's. You know what I mean? So it just <laughs> depends on how you want your image, your image to be portrayed. And, um, have you ever worked with somebody and thought, oh, please let me in more? Do you ever get resistance? You get resistance. How um, do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that? How do you? How well, it's do like, you have influence? you ever gone to like a hairdresser and the hairdresser tells you that this is what he wants to do to your hair and you are like, mm, like it's that kind of conversation where you're like, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There have been times I've been wrong. And there have been times that I've been right. Right. You know, and... What's um, the most common mistake people make, do you think, with fashion? Or style, oh, I should say. God, where do I begin? Oh, please. You got, how much time do we have? We have, you have plenty um, of time. Keep talking. I think it's fit. Clothing. Fit. Yeah. That's it's what really says. irritating to me when I walk around in the world and I'm like, those, those jeans don't fit you. Or I'll see girls that wear just clothes that don't fit. And I'm like, clothes, you can... You need a, your best friend is a tailor or a seamstress. I've heard that over and over again. That is your best friend. It's like having, you gotta have a good hairdresser Mm -hmm. and a good seamstress and a tailor. Cause you can literally take a paper bag and if it's done right, can make you look like a million dollars. You know, it's. Why do you think people don't lean into that? Is it price? They don't understand. I mean, I'm thinking of going to a tailor and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. even know what to say. I think that's, there's an intimidation factor. Mm hmm. But um, I think it's money and time. Yeah, okay. It's money and time. Because we're also in a world right now where fashion is disposable. You can go to Forever 21 and get an outfit for $24. Right. And you're like, why am I going to go spend $20 to tailor, to, to tailor a $24 outfit? outfit. And, I'm, and I get that. But, but you're saying go ahead and tailor it yeah. because you're going to get better wear, better, better styling. Wear, and you just look, you'll look better. better. You'll look better, and you'll feel better, and you'll the way yeah the way you carry yourself will be better. Uh, this just might be all personal stuff here right Uh-oh. now, but um, is this like a therapy session? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Lay down here on my couch. Um, I'm just trying to be like, what would the general public want to hear? Uh, talk to me about <laughs> accessories. Okay. Mm-hmm. When people do too many yes. accessories, they look crazy. But how do you know that you're in the crazy zone? <laughs> Well, if you're making a lot of noise when you walk down the street, you've gone too far. If people can ask you to quiet down over there and it's just your bracelets. Oh my God. Okay. I might be an offender, I think. Uh oh. I think I just. Have I tapped into something? Okay. I'm sweating. Sorry. No, I love it. But this is what I, I want to hear. Do you, is, is that rule buy good shoes, buy good handbags true? Or it doesn't yes. matter? Okay. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. Me. I mean, I'm not a, I'm a less is more person. Mm-hmm, I get and that. you'll even see if you look at the, my roster of clients and the mm-hmm. things I put them in. I'm not a big over accessorizer. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's little details that we can add to make things look great, but you don't need to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, a good handbag and a good pair of shoes goes a long, long way. I mean, my favorite look on most women mm-hmm. is just a great t-shirt 
good jeans and a great pair of heels and a handbag. I mean, Ugh. sunglasses. Of course. Sunglasses, maybe. Sunglasses. Okay, I like that. How about men? Oh, men, where do we begin? I know. What, I mean, um, how do we help them? I mean, uh, you know, I just think a lot of men just have given up in general, in yeah. fashion, in fashion. I think because, like you said, disposable mm-hmm. like, disposable clothes, it makes it easier, T-shirt, jeans. But I think a lot of men, what I've what I realized, a lot of men are, it's there's a fear of color. Oh, mm-hmm. and, I get that. Um, they always... Especially heterosexual men, mm-hmm. they're like, "We, I want my wife to shine. I just want to be in the background, in my nice little suit, and just I don't want, you know, I don't want to call no too attention. much attention. Let her be the shining star in her beautiful gown and blah blah blah." Another thing on Skin Wars, I know you yes. do, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I, I was just saying to Melissa driving over here that I have to say she always looks incredibly beautiful on that show. Thank you. I mean. And thank her parents. Well, her parents. Well, but, you have yeah. good bone and structure yeah. and, and genes to work with. But I, I said to, it's so well done. You do such an amazing oh, job you. with it. And it really thank lends you. to the show, honestly. It, well, what's funny is that was, it was a big learning curve, season one, because we kind of started out with kind of the direction of, jeans and very casual da 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 and as the show was going on and I was watching it and I was more and I was like that's not the right vibe vibe for her and what I started doing was they would send me the challenges before we would have them and I would be like how can we kind of do a nod to the challenge that is abundant without it being like I'm gonna knock you over the head with like you know whatever and um and so it got to be this amazing... Oh, that show is so good. Um, it got to be this amazing, fun, creative process that was a lot of fun to do. And and you can see... I mean, I'm telling you, maybe it's just me, but you can really see that. And she, I always think like, oh, yeah, she's right in the zone of what the mm-hmm. show's doing. She looks impeccable. So she's and, she and fun to style? She's amazing. And she also yeah. has a great personality where she would be like, okay, so what am like, we have a fairy tale challenge. What am I going to wear? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, Wait, look. You. And we would get excited. We would jump up and down in her dressing room. And I'd be like, look, I got this dress. This dress is perfect. She's like, oh, my God, you do it every time. Every time you do it. And I was like, I try, but it's work. It's hard work, but so coming, it's fun. Coming from Ohio, uh-huh. you come here, <laughs> you... Throw your hat in the ring for mm-hmm. acting. You realize, nope. So when you were, was it always retail? Or can you tell me what's the oddest job you had in the industry to keep the lights on or pay the bills? Mm. Did you have an odd job? I mean, growing up, I had really weird jobs. But honestly, my only, I'm trying to think out here, I mostly did retail. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm trying to think if I had any really bizarre jobs. There was a couple times where it was really slow and I was a stylist and I had to go, it was, this is sort of interesting to me that I had to go back to working in a store for a while, for like three months. And it was really weird. It was weird for my ego. I bet. I was was a little humbling, right? It was very humbling and like celebrities would come in and shop and and it just the, was so weird. How did weird. you find that balance? Because I could see they're coming into your store where you're an employee mm-hmm. and your career is a stylist. Right. How do you 
did you just throw your hat in and say, forget it, I'm just going to style them because I know how to do this? Or did you, or did you no, feel I any... No, I cut my mouth shut. <laughs> I was like, I'm not telling them that. I'm like, because it's kind of like, you don't want to be that actor waiter at the restaurant well that's, that's do you know I, what i mean I, I, I like here's a to, script i'd love for you to read yeah like, no, i'd love for you to speak to that because i think that's a lot of people's plight here especially in los angeles because they're straddling those two worlds you know they're trying to be creative but they got to keep the lights on so you chose to it, just zip well, it yes mostly mm-hmm. i mean i i told myself it had to be organic so if they if we were talking and i was helping them and we were chatting and da 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 and it came up then I would kind of say, well, this is only a temporary job. This is what I do really do for a living, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like it had to be organic. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That was my only kind of caveat to the situation. To what's going on. Um, If someone anywhere said, you know, I think, wow, I want to be a stylist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say go into hair and makeup. That's what I thought. Okay, so no, they say, anyway. nope, I can't do hair and makeup. Okay. So what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who, listening to this, says, oh, that's something I could do. How do they start? What, what advice do you wish you had? Hmm. Um, I think what's interesting about my styling life or career is, like, I think if you lined up 10 stylists and all asked us all how we got started, you would have 10 different stories. There's right. not one Path. path to say this is what you've got to do you got to go to college get a four years and you know there's none of that mm-hmm. um there are people who got into it through retail there are people who got into it through pr there's people who just knew somebody at the right time at the right place like there's vastly different ways um my advice would be does someone need to study this i mean would you do you wish you studied something there are things or... that i wish i had got i had known like I'm not a great sewer, for example. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known how to sew better. Um, there are things that once you really get into the costuming side of styling, that like just the terminology for things, like the difference between a fedora hat and a trilby hat, or like you know, like you need to learn terms, mm-hmm. history of, of fashion, a little history, like yeah. what's the difference between an A-line dress and you know, a ball gown, or like you know, just things like that that I wish I had kind of maybe studied a little more, but I am a quick learner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my advice is, I think, A, stick with itness. Mm-hmm. Just stick with it. If it's really what you want to do and it's really what you feel like you're good at and what you're talented with at, stick with it. So tenacity, stick to itness, what someone would do, you know, education I get, terms... I think just be also super hardworking. Hard. Well, yes, you have to be. A, a lot of people come into this business thinking it's literally, and I say it's making people look pretty, but they think it's just a lot of fluff. And it's like, um, do you see these bags under my eye? Like, <laughs> it's not just that, and it's a lot of schlepping. I sometimes I'll refer to myself as a professional schlepper because mm-hmm. it's literally like taking dresses from one place and putting it in another place mm-hmm. and setting up fittings and set. Like, I'm always carrying shopping bags. But you're also a business, so you, right. you, it has to run in a certain way. Right. Right. Uh, are you influenced by anybody fashion-wise? Is there anybody that's that mm. you feel very influenced by? I mean, I've always been a huge fan. There are certain designers that mm-hmm. I, I guess, like Alexander McQueen. Mm-hmm. Like, the loss of Alexander McQueen, to me, was huge. Right. Just that brain and that innovative way of creating and 
and looking at beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am super like, I'm also like a super classic person. Like I love real classic design. And mm-hmm. who's one um, of the classics you would say? What's an affordable classic? Let's ask that. Uh, affordable? Yeah. Who has a classic style that you say like, okay, I'm saying for the average person, <clears throat> excuse me, that's not going to do couture. To or... um, that's a good question. Is like Trina Turk a classic? or Trina Turk is good. Mm-hmm. I like her, her vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking lines. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm trying to think of some designer lines that, I mean, I as much as I'd love to, to say, like, hey, I'd like to go to Dior or Gucci. I don't think I'm going there anytime soon. <laughs> right. Um, hmm. Think about it. I'll think about it. Because it's something I, I'm curious because I feel like you're sitting here. And I, feel, I also feel that stylists feel unobtainable to people. Oh. Right? I guess, okay. Right? Like it's something that you get to a certain point and then you get that. Is that true? I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, we've got to keep the lights on, so we have to pay our bills and you have to pay us. But it, a lot, I mean. It doesn't hurt to ask, is my point. No, I, I no, think people shouldn't be afraid, right? right? And I'm always, you know, but the funny part of that is that this happens to me a lot is you'll be at a party <laughs> and someone will tell your friend or your friend will tell somebody, oh, my friend, he's, he's a stylist, blah, blah, blah. And they'll come over to me, and I've had it happen more than on I can count on my hands and toes, where they look at me and stand in front of me and go, okay, so what's wrong with me? No. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, well, first of all, the fact that you're asking me that question is what's wrong with you. Like, where's your manners? <laughs> Second of all, um, where do I begin? Do you really, I'm like, do you really want me to tell you? Because I'll tell you if you really want me to tell you. Boy. And, um, do they say yes? Some have. Yeah. Yeah. And some have been like, you're right on the money. You're, yeah. A lot, you know, this is really crazy, but a lot of times I will go, I've gone up to people, not gone up to people. I've been in a conversation with women. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, just so you know, you're wearing the wrong bra size. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you're wearing the wrong bra size. She's like, but I'm a 38 double D. I go, no, you're not. You're a 36 D. She's like, oh. Oh, and I will come, they'll come back to me like a week later or a month later and be like, oh my God, you were right. I bought a different bra and it changed everything. I'm like, cause I can look at you and tell you what bra size you are. Okay. We'll do that after the podcast. But anyway, so that, that's a little weird. <laughs> it's not weird, it's weird, but people don't understand that fashion doesn't just start with the outer. It starts oh, inner God, and no. all, I mean, from it's a, confidence, it's literally foundation, foundation garments for, for a reason. reason. I yeah. agree. I agree. All right. Can you tell me what's happening for you? currently or what's on the horizon for you sure um right now as we speak i'm working i'm part of a team helping uh for the oscars how exciting um yeah very much so um we're doing that we do the 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 musical numbers and the trophy people and Mm -hmm. um such an amazing group of people to work with to do that it takes a village literally right Um, do you like working in team aspects like that I do. We all contribute something different. It's really interesting to be a part of. There's some people who come from a really high fashion background. Mm-hmm. Then there's people who are like, I only do costumes on, you know, I did, I did costumes on blackish, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And you like to find this common ground. And we all learn from each other. And that was one of the other things I was going to say is like, we were talking about stick with it. And it's the other thing I would say is to like be open. 
because you never know. Like, learn. Be a sponge. Mm. A lot of people are afraid of what they don't know, and I'm like, embrace it, because it can only make you a better person and a better stylist and a better... Like, I, I be open. That. I love um, that. So, yeah, for us as a team, we're all super open to what we have to offer. That's great. So the Oscars and... Uh... I have... Um... What else? Well, I'm waiting for to hear about a few other shows that mm-hmm. may be coming up. I have new clients that I'm pursuing. That's great. Is there um, is there a, a moment when you're working with a client that you say, like, oh, I did it? Or is do you have that aha moment well, with clients? Privately. Pri- right. I got it. Pri- but I'm saying you do see a transformation. You do see... Yeah. You're able to stand back and admire your work. Well, a lot of times, like for one client of mine in particular, she's a singer, and we do this thing every year where we get together and I do a bunch of wardrobe for her for like different concerts and shows that she's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just do it, we take pictures, send her on her way, and I don't really revisit it. But every now and then I'll follow her on Instagram or something and I'll see a picture and I'm like, oh, she looks amazing. I'm like, okay, I feel good. Like I'm... I can take that in and say, okay, she looks really good, and I'm because happy. Because I think that... people have to remember that this is a creative art for you also. Of course. So it's still an art form that you're getting to see your masterpiece in yes. front of, and whether they take the advice or if it works. Like you said, yes. sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not. I have a feeling right. you're right a majority of the time. I hope. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I try. Um, <laughs> I, I can see that your path was pretty straight for this. Like you went... Once you figured out a stylist existed, mm-hmm. you then sort of followed that path pretty clearly. Was there ever a moment you thought you were going to quit in this industry? I mean, every day. <laughs> I mean, it's just Why? So, well, it's with like, it's as with any job. After a while, you can get burnt out. Mm-hmm. You have to really learn how to nurture yourself, and there'll be a lot of times where I will take stupid. Not odd jobs, but jobs that maybe don't pay me as much or whatever that are just super creative that I can be like, oh, I can just throw... Like, if I'm working on a job that's not as creative, mm-hmm. you know, dressing a commercial where you're dressing a family of four to look like... Not as exciting. Mom and Joe yeah. beer can, you know? Like, they're just... So I want to do something more fashion, and mm-hmm. I, I will throw all my energy into that, and it keeps me alive like that. Um, but yeah, there have been times I've thought about it and thought about what could I possibly like am I gonna sell cold cuts at is it because like what can I do with my life (laughs) what I mean what I don't have anything else but I'm saying is the the moment you thought you were going to quit is it because you're in a freelance position I think that's something that so many people in the outside of the industry don't understand that when you are you might have lots of jobs but there's a downtime in between right is that a lot of downtime is that what you're talking about when you think like what am I doing Yes. Can you speak and to think, that a little? Because well, I, think I think it's you, important for people to hear that you still still keep going. You have to keep going. But I also will say, for me, there has, you have to learn the balance between taking some time for yourself and really nurturing yourself again and like maybe going for two days to Palm Springs or like mm. just taking two days where you're not answering a ton of work emails or just, just take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to get back on that like hamster wheel you know you got to get back on and uh, finding a job and stuff like that do you think because it takes an incredible amount of focus for you like so when you're yes. with a job it's so much focus that you need to have that regroup yes. i think i think a lot of creatives forget that 
that it's not a nine to five where then you have your two week vacation and it's not yeah, that it's way. It's hard. It's hard. I'm like, you know, you're, you don't always get the 401k, you know what <laughs> I mean? You're not all like, you've got a, it's a very it, strangely about, I think fashion styling. I will tell most people it's 65, 35. I think it's 65% creative fun. Well, 35% of it is you have to know business. You have to learn how to invoice people, do your taxes. You got to learn to be disciplined. I mean, there was a time when if I would go for two weeks without working, I would literally break out in hives on my forehead. I would have anxiety. I'll never work again. My phone's not ringing. No one's ever going to call me. I'm never going to work. And you have to learn to shut that voice off. And you have to learn to be like, of course people are going to call you. You're good at what you do. You love this. People... And I had, like I said, I think back earlier is that I only surround myself with good people. My clients are good people. If you, if you have a reputation of being a bitch and a diva and you're going to throw a shoe at me, we're not working together. I don't, I don't need your paycheck because it's not worth it to me. Because it's going to take away from you in the long run. It takes away from you in many ways. Right. Time. It takes, so like stress. I don't need it. You know, and, um. And I'm also not going to be the person that reinforces your bad behavior. Right. You have right. enough people around you that are telling you that you can act like a fool and it's okay. I'm not going to be that other person. Yeah. I have, uh, before, before our final question, is there, I'm, I'm assuming that there are people who want to know about fashion and maybe mm-hmm. just don't or styling. Is there something simple you can tell them to read or look at like should they be following fashion week should they be reading a certain magazine is there a blog is there something that you feel kind of has the pulse of trends or what's happening how does one find out Mm. about that i mean for me i'm very old school Mm -hmm. i go to magazines and i rip pages out i love that i rip i don't do i mean (laughs) we can all do the pinterest we can all do blogs we can all whatever never go back and look at the pinterest board unless my producer Don sends me something, then I look at it. I don't have Pinterest. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't get it. I mean, maybe you can tell me afterwards. I don't understand it. When we do bra I'm sizes, so we'll old. tell you about Pinterest. I'm so old, I don't get it. But I really, <laughs> literally, I'm like, I will be old school. Like, well, I, I'll go through a mood where I'm like, I'm really into bridal. I was doing bridal um, styling for a while, like mm-hmm. for for bridal magazines. And I would be really into it. So I would go and buy all these bridal magazines and I would just go through and cut pictures out and think, oh, that's really pretty. And that was, and I compiled them all in folders and it's fun to revisit mm-hmm. and go back through and say, what kind of mood was I in when I was pulling this crazy shit, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. I'm old school like that. Magazines. I like magazines. I like. I do too. They inspire me. I like, um, I get, you get, I just think you get inspiration everywhere Mm, you get you get inspiration everywhere i went to new york you see the people what they're wearing and a lot of people a lot of friends who are hanging out with me they're like you are such a creeper like you (laughs) you stare and i'm like you know what i'm looking at people and i'm like why the hell why what made her choose that today how'd she get there where yeah like today i was at brunch and a guy wore like neon crazy spandex to this really nice (laughs) restaurant i'm like i can see all your business and i want to know what made you think when you got out of bed this morning today is the day i'm gonna go out and put on these you know like i just start to but i see it all and i'm like "Hmm, okay you take it in take it all in not so not so much with judgment you just want to know how they got there absolutely it's not judgment i'm just like what made i was i wanted to do a show called what were you thinking (laughs) 
that was going to be my TV show. Can we yes. can we do it? Yes, let's do that. But it was literally going to be a what were you thinking? Because well, my father it, always says that obviously that person doesn't own a mirror. Like that was always or, my statement or they as don't a child. Have good friends, because I'm like my good friends will tell me what the hell are, what you, are you doing thinking? wearing yeah. that out in public. Um, also, you know, like I, what inspired that was I went to the ballet and there were people there that I was like, are you like take, dropping your kids off? Yeah, no, at soccer I, I do like, find you look like theater a and stuff. Yeah, theater, uh, especially I mean, in LA. I, I do find that people have lost any type of respect for mm-hmm. those art forms when they show up in. I just dressed a client for this gala the -hmm. other day, and we went to all this trouble to find this beautiful dress, da-da-da-da, and I'm looking at the pictures of all the other guests. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, they're all wearing, like, jeans and a T-shirt. And I'm like, no, you're going to a really fancy gala. This is your chance to really... What is that? Is that an L.A. thing, or is this a... Uh, a universal thing. I mean, I, do, I, I know think it's LA. An LA thing. Yeah, I think I, I hate to say that, but I think it's true. I think I have to agree with you on that. How we're we... so used to flip flops. We're so used to like oversized t-shirts, and like. But that's not a fashion statement, right? I mean, it is uh, ultimately. It's our but... own, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I like to be comfortable too. Right. You know. But not at a gala. No. Time. <laughs> So again, what were you thinking? Like, I, I want to know where they're, where they're coming from. So um, as we wrap up here, can you tell me what was your favorite moment in your career or with the industry? Do you have or favorite, favorite moments? That's a good question. I've had a, a few. <laughs> um, I think a general one is just I've had the opportunity to work with people that I grew up knowing about and listening to mm-hmm. artists singers where i'm like oh my god i am in the room with this person who was on my wall and on a poster oh my god you know like i'm i'm their friend i can text them what is this world coming to this is crazy you know like <laughs> like i think about like last year at the oscars when i helped at the oscars i'm like i'm just this boy from ohio still and the fact that i'm here at the oscar this is crazy so those moments are not lost on me I ever. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say, like the the eight year old boy, the nine year old boy. Like I worked with Wilson Phillips. I was like, I was the biggest fan of Wilson Phillips for so long, and I'm in a room with, and now we're friends, and they're having me over for dinner. Like what? This what is, is going crazy. on? Send, and they're sending me bir- singing to me for happy birthday. Like this is crazy. <laughs> oh so it's it's just I, those moments are not lost on me. So those are my one. Of, that's some of my favorite stuff is when you. When you have that pinch me moment of like, oh my I'm god, I'm here. I've I'm I'm here, standing alongside of them. Yes, yeah. and, and that like they trust me, and yeah. that I'm, they're in my world. That's crazy. Um, I got. I was speaking of Wilson Phillips. I was working with Carney Wilson, and I started to do a lot of plus size styling, mm-hmm. and I got an award for my styling for plus size women from this design this company called mm-hmm. Torrid. Oh, and um, oh. that was a really nice moment, too, in my life, of finally... Being recognized. Being recognized. And yeah. Someone uh, saying, good job, and thank you. And uh, Is there somewhere you want to go? Is there a moment you'd like to have? Is there something that you feel like when this happens, it would be... Ooh. Maybe dressing an actual, like, somebody that's going to the Oscars, not the uh, actual Oscars, but going to the Oscars is probably a big moment. I bet. Um, I, 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 I've gotten close. Yeah, like, I see that. I could see that that could happen. 
Art, I have Let's to hope. <clears throat> I have to say you are awesome. Oh, thank you. And your honesty and realness and incredibly humble. I have to say that. It's Really? It, yeah. Really. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I get why people would want to come to you because I get I'm going to get the truth, especially about my bra after uh, this is over. That's and, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much. And of course, thanks for having me. When I'm you dress that person on the Oscars, I'll we want you, you to come now. back. Okay, thanks, Art. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to Hold the Drama. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, and you learned a little something about what it takes to create a life in show business. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook at Hold the Drama, Instagram at Hold underscore the Drama, or Twitter at Hold underscore the Drama. And remember, when it all feels a bit much, take a moment to breathe, dig in, and tell the universe to hold the drama. <laughs>